Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Holy Spirit, continue to speak through your word that you would point us, stick us to, cling us to Jesus, the only one who lived and died and rose for us and gives us life in his name. Amen. If you read the newsletter article that I wrote that came out in your mail, some of you, if you got that, you'll recognize this first short story. It comes from 2006. A man was clearing out his mom's attic and ran across an old, dusty, broken violin. Thinking it was just uh, junk, it was in pretty bad shape, still had it looked at. What could this be? Old, old junk up in the attic? Turns out this was ended up being the violin played by the band leader on the Titanic, whose name was well-known and famous, as it went down. You can go read historic, good, interesting history of how it, was, how it was found, recovered, passed. His grandmother had gotten it and given it to his mother, and, and she had it. And So long story short, what he thought was a piece of garbage in the, in the attic turned out to go for auction at $1.7 million. Now you're all going to go home and clean the attic, right? I wonder how many of us have no idea, maybe not the treasure in your attic or in your basement, but the treasure sitting right in front of you. All of you are not very far from this. The very words of God. The very words of God that people have died to try to translate copy and give to other people that have been arrested, beaten, and yes, at times killed for trying to get it into places, into countries where it's not wanted. And yes, that happened hundreds of years ago, and it happens today. I wonder how many of us realize that buried treasure, it's not buried, it's right in front of you, but maybe we allow it to be buried in our lives do you know what you're sitting by? Or do you know what you have? How many of these in your house and you might even lose some? Or have to blow the dust off before you open them? Or do you know what you have on your phone when in one app you can have countless translations? Do you know you're holding the very inspired words of not only the God who created everything you see, through the Hubble telescope and all of the planets, all of the universes, every beautiful person on this planet, God created all of it. And that same God wants to speak. This year, 2022, is the 500th anniversary of 1522. Okay, yeah, we knew that, right? No, it's the 500th anniversary of the New Testament being published into German, the language of the people, and that was something Martin Luther did in the, in the year before. So it's the 500th anniversary, of, and the way that was done, putting it in the people's language, he had art done uh, for different stories so people could see. So many of the organization of it impacts, in some ways the German language spoke today, but also how every other Bible since then is organized and put together. And what happened was, Martin Luther had been brought up, uh, in, in a bad way, uh, to confronted at the council called the Diet of Worms, 
always sounds funny. The year before, in 1521, to say, will you recant everything you've said and written and take back uh, and make this problem go away? And he said, I, I can't. That's the famous, here I stand. Well, I can't. I, I've read God's word for myself, and, and it says, for by grace you are saved through faith. This is not my own doing. It's, it's the gift of God. We, we have righteousness from Jesus through faith, not by anything we've done or, or could do or could buy. Uh, no, I, I can't take that back. And so then he's considered a heretic and outlaw, so anybody could have killed him. So he has to go into hiding in Wartburg Castle. And so then, count this, in 11 weeks' time, he translates the entire New Testament. Like, I can't get, you know, the little painting trim job in my house that's been on, you know, on the to-do list for six months done. In 11 weeks, the entire New Testament translated and then edited by others and, and financed and printed, put to print, and it came out on September 21st, 1522. That is the date that the Bible became a bestseller. All the copies they had, like a few thousand maybe, uh, sold out right away. And since the Bible is the most published, the most sold, the bestseller in all the world. But around then, Gutenberg Press, 1500s, is when mass publishing became really available. So we know that. That is the day the Bible became a bestseller and has been ever since. Do you know that today there are still 1,600 languages in the world of people waiting to have a word in their language to hear about Jesus? Do you know that when 500 years ago, the Bible was made available September 21st, 1522 at the Leipzig Book Fair, which happens to this day, by the way, a big event. And so a few thousand copies were made and brought. They cost the amount of about a refrigerator to you today. So maybe a month's or so wages or give or take. How many of us would be willing to pay that for a Bible? Before that, before Luther's translation, uh, the first off the printing press after hand copy were, were about uh, the cost of probably a Cadillac Escalade. So maybe a, a year's wage, give or take, depending on your job and, and income level. So that's what it cost before, so very few, but there's a few thousand available and they cost a refrigerator and they were gone. People wanted them. God's word in our own language that we can hear. And in the first pages, what does Luther write? It's not about doing something nifty. It's not a nifty trick to translate the Bible. There's a picture of a cross. It's so that you know Jesus. That you know Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if that is true, what Jesus claims, boy, our whole lives are different and our whole outlook is different and the whole trajectory of the world is different. And yes, there are huge claims. All of Jesus' I am's are, are, are monumental God claims. And you should investigate them, scratch on them, see, see if it is true. And if it's not, well, then we can just have a good meal and go home. But if it is true... That Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Well, that means, first of all, it means you can sleep well tonight. Your heart and soul can rest. You have peace with God, and peace with each other is possible. You can stop trying to justify yourself by 
trying too hard to, to be good, to be the best, or you, you know when to stop working because you, you know where your faith truly lies and what you've truly been given. Or uh, thank you, Scott, for showing us what isn't the way. You wouldn't brush your teeth with a remote control. No, Jesus alone is the way. Follow him. Jesus also claims to be the truth. That's probably the hardest claim to say out loud today. To claim something is truth, to say that something isn't truth. To claim an absolute truth. It's so common to, to hear and to hear people say, there, there isn't any absolute truth. Or the only thing I, I know to be true is that nobody can claim to know the absolute truth. Now, first of all, if anybody says there is no absolute truth, they have just made an absolute truth claim. And truthfully, we all believe certain things to be true and certain things not to be true, and that's okay. We just should compete for that and say, well, let's talk about Jesus. Did he die and did he rise from the dead? Is he the truth? Well, then trust him, come to faith, believe in him, follow him. I can prove to you that everybody in our country believes in absolute truth. It's going to happen in a week and a half, right? You're going to vote for some people or things and not other people or things. And the opposite of what you're going to check the boxes for, you think isn't right. We all believe in absolute truth in some way. Now, even more than that, even if you don't want absolute truth to be true... When you get into an airplane, I'm pretty sure you want the airplane mechanic to believe in absolute truth. And when you look out uh, to the wing and you see something metal hanging and dangling that doesn't look like it should be, and you say, um, excuse me, that doesn't look good. Don't worry, just believe it'll be okay. Jesus also claims to be the life. By the way, I loved what Lutheran Heritage Foundation said about the schools. People are sending their children to Lutheran schools in a place like Uganda, and many Muslims are going there and paying to go there because they want a good education. And they're also hearing about Jesus. Do you know that in the last 35 years, more Muslims have come to know Jesus than in any century since the time of Muhammad in the 700s? Last 35 years. So even though it might seem like churches in America are getting more empty, people around the world are coming to faith. Christianity is the fastest growing religion. The Holy Spirit is at work. People are coming to know and have joy because Jesus is the way, and yes, he is the truth. And if you have Jesus as your way and your truth, he's the life. You were here last week, you heard me say more about that, but Jesus really is the life. And yet every temptation we give into, I think, is first and foremost believing the lie that something else is going to give me the life. The life I'm hoping for, the life I've wanted, something to make me feel good for a moment, make me feel whole, something that only Jesus can give me, I'm going to try to find somewhere else. If you want the most meaningful life, Follow Jesus. You want the most adventurous life at any age? Let Jesus be your good shepherd. 
When Jesus is your way, your truth, and your life, that means you get to live by grace. Grace is yours, absolutely free to you because it was absolutely costly to Jesus. Jesus is your way, your truth, your life, and that's the best thing you could hear today. And so may the peace of God, which does go beyond our understanding, may it guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.